So if you have your Bibles today, I'm going to have you open up to Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to go through uh, verses 1 through 6. When you get there... We're all there. Say amen. 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 All right. Do what? Oh, okay. How's this? Is that better? All right. Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which were at Philippi, and with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God, my God, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which would have begun a good work in you, which will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the glory. Father God, just have your way here this morning. Hide me behind the cross one more time, Father, as you give me the words to say, Father, let it be you, and let your words speak to all the people here today. We give you glory and praise, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Paul greets the Philippian believers with a prayer of thanksgiving. They appear to be a great blessing to him. So Paul takes the time to tell them this. And we should always tell people when they are a blessing to us. I want to focus on verse 6 today as how God is working, still working on us. And if you guys need a title, I I actually titled the sermon, God is not finished with us yet. Because he's not finished, amen? He's still working on us. And we still are a working progress, amen? Amen. And that's a good thing, because that means God's working on us. It's like, uh, as a carpenter wants to take, uh, when he's working on something, he wants to sand something down to smooth it out. Well, that's the way God is with us. He's taking the rough edges on us that doesn't need to be there, and he's taking it out, and so it won't be part of our lives, like, Sometimes he uh, will put somebody in our path that really likes to edge you and get at your nerves. And, but, that's the, but God's doing it for a reason. Because he's working on something in your life that shouldn't be there that maybe get agitated for really no reason to. So God's working on certain things in our lives. And I'm so glad about that because I know that I'm not what I used to be, but I'm glad I'm not what... But I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Basically meaning, I know I'm not where I used to be at one time, but I'm glad I'm not there and that he's still performing a work in me, that he's not finished with me yet. Like a guy I heard on the Gaithers one time says, if you don't like me, just hang in there because God's in the kitchen and I'm in the oven. And eventually, (laughs) poof, I'm going to be done. He'll say, well done, my good, faithful servant. Amen. Amen. So, 
I know I have room for improvement, as we all do. We all have room for something that God's working on us that we can improve on. Whatever the case may be, something is there that we need to continue to push forward with, and God's still working on it. It might be something we know. It might be something that God's going to reveal to us in time, but we do have an improvement to go because we're not in heaven, so we're not finished. Our work is still down here that we have something to do, and we're not, we haven't reached completion yet. Right. And it's going to happen through God. God's going to be able to finish our work for, help us to finish our work, amen? amen? And if you are saved, you have several reasons to rejoice, amen? amen. If you have accepted Christ, you have that re- reason to rejoice because you have that relationship in Christ. Amen. You, that's what Christianity is, a Christianity is a relationship. I hate the definition of what they call as a Christian because they consider it a religion. I don't. It's a relationship with Christ. If you don't have that relationship with Christ, you can't call yourself a Christian because you don't. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ that we are saved. Amen? Amen. He's the reason why we're here. And while we're here, we still need to continue that work. As we know that the Great Commission is Mark 16, 15. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's what we're all supposed to be doing. If, some, if another believer would come up to you, well, I don't know what I need to do. Well, Mark 16, 16 15 tells you what you need to do. Right. And, and as that, we're all actually all called to be an evangelist. We need to be out there spreading the gospel to the lost souls. And as I'm pretty sure you guys do that anyway. If you're not saved, you can be though, right? Jesus didn't just pick and choose that I'm going to save this group of people and over here. Because he didn't do that. He didn't pick and choose he was going to save. We have that right. We have the freedom to choose if we're going to accept Christ or reject him. And you can come to Christ, come to Jesus by faith. It's faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross is why we're here. It's through, it's through him, it's through the blood that we've become clean and white as snow. That the sins have all been taken away. And Paul uses a strong word to describe his hope in Jesus is confident. We are confident what Jesus did on the cross for us. Amen? Amen. It's through it's being confident in what he's doing in our lives. And what he's going to do to, in the end. We know that Jesus is with us because he lives within inside us. Yes. And we have that confidence. Yes. And we, we can be bold in our walk. Yes, we know that we're not perfect. But we have a confidence that we're going to get there someday. Yes. And in the perfect in the Bible means actually uh, mature. It doesn't mean like... You're perfect in every way. It just means you're, you're mature in Christ. Meaning at one time we were babes. But we're not babes anymore if you, be, you keep, as you keep walking with your walk with the Lord. Paul's not wondering or hoping. He is confident. Did you know worry is actually a sin? Because you're not really putting your trust and faith in God. So if you're wondering about where we're, where you're going or 
how you're going to get through. You've totally lost your faith. You're, you totally lost your trust in God. My very first mentor, God be with the Lord now. But he says, pray and believe and you shall receive. Pray and doubt you do without. You're doubting, you're worrying. You're saying God can't do what he's supposed to do for you. And see, that's where Paul didn't. He, he didn't worry. No matter where he was at in his walk, when he was even in prison, he still knew God was going to do it for the good. No matter where you're at in your life, God's going to bring it to completion. He's going to continue to bring the blessings upon you. He knows where you're at with your walk. Amen. So he has no doubt that he, that he is saved. And if you have any reason to doubt, wipe that away because that's Satan trying to. And the thing is, we give too much power to Satan. We say, well, that old guy that's on the... Well, he's probably gone now. He said, the devil made me do it? The devil didn't make you do anything. It's... You have that choice. See, God could have made us all as robots, but that's not what was God's plan. He gave us the freedom to choose. Either we're going to accept Christ or we're going to reject Him. And so He has no doubt that He's saved, and we can have that today. We, we can have no doubt that we save, and we'll have an eternal life with Jesus. Amen? Glory to God that we have eternal life with Him. Paul's not alone on his behalf. Just as we're not alone. We have all believers around us as here today that we are here to encourage the body. Just because we may feel be down, we can always call somebody to encourage us. To call for somebody to ask for prayer. Me and my wife have actually a prayer request page that, that are on a that we, people will put prayers down or somebody will ask me if, for prayer and I put it down because i got a lot of prayer warriors all over the countries that are on this. And we pray for these prayer requests. Prayer is a communication that we have with God. Yes. It's a, it's, he wants to hear from us. Yeah. People to me and say, why, why pray? Why not to pray? Because he, he's going to hear us. And the answer is going to come. It might not come at the time we want or the way we want, but it's going to be the right time, and it's going to be the right one. It's what God wants us to have. The Bible literally overflows with verses that John that tells us that we can be sure that we are saved, and 1 John 5.13 tells us. And when you go ahead and get there, you can say Amen. Amen. I got one. Amen. She's so fast. She must have it on her phone. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I, I'm the same way. I'm old school too. So. Did you say 513? Yes, 1 John 513. Okay, amen. All right.
We all there? All right. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. That we ha- that we can know that we have eternal life by believing on Jesus Christ, for He is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. And that's how you can know that you are saved. We don't need to worry or doubt because if we believe on Jesus Christ, He's going to start working in us. Some things that we used to do is not going to be a part of us no more. It's going to drop off. And for some people, everything drops off right away. For me, when I got saved, it wasn't that way. Certain things came off at certain times. But but thank God that they did come off. Amen? Amen. And He's still working on me. And you must believe in Believe in Jesus, for 1 John 5, 1 says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that love him, that begot, loveth him also that is begot of him. So once we believe on Jesus Christ, we become a part of the family. As we already know that old song, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. We are washed in his blood. Amen? When you have turned... You're back on your old life style. That's when we know we are that God's working in our lives. The old life that we used to have is is not a part of us anymore. Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature, creation. We're not our old self anymore. We become new in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and all things become new. Everything that was in our past that people would know us by is old. And the thing is, with that, we also need to leave it in the past. Meaning we don't forget it because because by forgetting it, we need to also remember it because we can share what our lifestyle once was. See, yes, this is where I was, but this is where I'm now. And all things become new. He, he gives you a whole new life. One that we can rejoice over. One that we can continue to praise God for giving it to us. Knowing that He's still working on us, and He's going to bring it to completion. Amen? Amen? This does not mean that you'll never sin again. I know there's people out there sometimes believe that once you're saved, you're not going to sin again. Well, that's not true. We need to continue to repent daily. Because we will do something, some part in our life, as our walk, that we're going to sin. It could be the person who cut you off, and you want to use the few words that you shouldn't have used. Well, there you go. You've sinned, and you need to repent. I've heard people say, I've been saved, I'm being saved, and I will be saved. That's true. That's so true. i got to remember that every day. Yes, that's true. And and we continue to walk with the Lord. Just because we're we're saved doesn't mean it stops there. He's continued to work in us. But you will be convicted, and we will turn away from sin. Thank God for the Holy Spirit to convict us when we're doing wrong. Yeah. When you, when you hear those words that say, don't be doing that, don't be doing that, you should listen. 
That's why God gave us one mouth and two ears. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. Yes. Just because you think you need, when you see somebody doing something, meaning that thinking you should speak. No. Sometimes it's best to keep your trap shut, basically. Yes, me and my wife just talked about that the other day. So yes, it, 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 it's it's. Yeah. What's that? I'm sorry. I said sometimes I think people's filters are permanently broken. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. There's some people that are. Mine has a habit of breaking every. Yeah. So does hers. So is my grandpa's. But anyway. When you have the desire to keep his commandments, and we can go to First John. Yeah going to have you go through the Bible a lot today. So. 1 John chapter 2 and uh, verse 17. Amen. Right. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the, the will of God abideth forever. See, God's will should be our will, and we should want to do the will of God. We should want to see people saved. If we have a different will that doesn't line up with the word of God, then we're actually out of his will. We need to make sure that the will of God stays in our lives. Yes. And, and, and he will abide with us forever. It's also important that we also stay in the word so we can continue to know what his will is. Because people who don't actually stay in the Word will actually start drifting away from God. They, they, it's important that we stay and let His Word stay in us. Because there's going to come to a point, and I believe that we're closer to that more now than ever, that we're not going to have this Word with us. That it's going to be rejected for, for us to have. And it's important that we have the word, that it, that we continue to keep reading it while we've got it, yeah. and have it wrote into our hearts. Psalms one nineteen said, "Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee." And that's a scripture that we need so more now than ever that we have His word in our heart. Amen. Amen. So the ability to know that you are saved is not a foolish wish. People will say that, well, it's just a fairy tale. No, it's not. It's the truth. You have that ability. You, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're saved, and it's not a wish. It's not wishful thinking. You know that you know that you know. There should be no doubt, and it's not wishful. God is real, and He is with us always. And it is a biblical truth. We can know beyond a shadow of a doubt by His Word. Because one day we will, we will be here, and next thing you know, we'll just be a pile of clothes and be up in heaven. Amen? Amen. This is our instruction manual while we're here down on earth. Basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what Bible means. We'll continue to grow in our walk, and then we'll be up in heaven and hearing those words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And what a glorious day that will be. We should all be shouting hallelujah on that.
It is something that you can know for sure. We don't have to worry. Because it's an inward changing in us. And then we can outward express it to others. Because when you have Jesus in your life, you're changing from the inside out. How you treat people. Well, people will see that. As a Christian, everybody is watching you. Because someday they're going to come up to you and say, I want what you got. You're different. You're not the way you used to be. And that's the way God... That's the way people will be. I've had people come up to me and says, there's something different about you. I can't place my finger on it. And there's people who used to know how I used to be and says, you're definitely different than your old self. So people will know, and you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you're saved. And you may be the only Bible they'll ever read. That's right. That's so true. And then... uh we can have that personal confidence that we are saved. As Paul had that confidence, we can have that confidence. We, we should never have to worry or doubt because we have that confidence. We can pray and God will continue to speak to our hearts. The confidence will continue to grow the more we stay in His Word and stay in that close relationship with Him. Yes, he already knows what we want when we ask him. But we can still have that confidence. Because we're, we're still working in progress. Yes. And just, we don't have to be in a, a special place to go pray. Yes, we do need the prayer closet. That's where you spend your time, just you and the Lord. But you could talk to him throughout the whole entire day. And he will listen to you. And we're not saved because somebody tells us. Because there's people that will tell us that you're saved, or will tell somebody that they're saved. But the thing is, you need to ask them, how do you know that you are saved? Because somebody told you, or because my grandparents grew up in church, or my mom was a Baptist pastor, or whatever the case may be. That's not how we're saved. It's through the blood of Jesus. So somebody can't tell you are saved just because of however many generations were Christians in your past. You're saved because you've accepted Christ. Not because of somebody tells you. And we can know personally based on the Word of God, which is 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus is in you, except you be reprobates. We must examine ourselves in our walk. And, and whether where our faith is. Is it in Jesus or is it in the world? 
we must make sure our faith is in Jesus. And know that the, our walk isn't anything that we do. It's not by works that we're here. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. It's not works that saves us. For there's no greater feeling than, than knowing that you're saved. Amen? Amen? There is no greater feeling. Knowing that Jesus Christ is living in you, that He's giving you the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, with your walk. Knowing that one day that you'll be here and the next day you'll be with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen? Amen. There's no greater feeling knowing that. Yes, we will miss the people that we left behind when our time is up. But you know, that they, they should rejoice knowing that you're walking on the streets of gold. That you could be in the be with in the arms of Jesus. And every day that you're each day time you're up there, it's gonna be like a new day. You won't be able to finish it. Each day is gonna be something new. And it's gonna be a day of rejoicing to praise the Lord and Savior each and every day. And we'll still be doing work up there. And it, it, we just need to be rejoicing knowing that we're going to be with Him. Amen? Amen? Those of you who are unsure live in constant fear, doubt, and worry. There's people who, who are unsure in churches today if they're going to be go to heaven. They, or if they're, they feel that they're not ready. And the thing is, we let the fear take over us, and that's what Satan likes. Satan will know each one of our fears, and he will feed off of it. And he, if we let Satan in our mind, that's when he's got the control. He will put all these fears in our mind, all these doubts in our mind, and all these worries in our mind. And once he does that, He's going to put the fear of whatever you may be fearing, whatever doubt you may have. But we need not to worry because we have the power. How did Jesus beat Satan in the, when he was tempted those 40 days in the desert? He used the Word of God. And that's how we can defeat him is by using his Word. Yes, I'll admit, Satan probably knows the Word better than most of us, just enough to twist it. But once we get in the Word and stay in the Word, we will have the Word to use to defeat what Satan's trying to do. That way we can win the battle. The battle's already won, and we just continue to keep fighting. When the battle was won, it was won on the cross of Calvary. Amen? Yeah. Amen. And we keep fighting a battle that's already won. Because we know that we know that Jesus won the battle for us. Yes, he did. Yep. We we like to fight the problem to the cross. That's not the way it needs to be. We need to fight the cross to the problem. Yes. Because the cross already took care of the problem. Amen. Amen. Victory. What a blessing from the Lord it is to be able to say with confidence I am saved amen, amen. amen. knowing that that we're going to be with Jesus
1 Timothy 1 2, or 1 12. And it says, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. We have the confidence, as Paul had the confidence right there, that Jesus enabled him to do the things of his, do the work of Christ. Amen? Amen. Thing is, do we have that confidence today? If we ask ourselves, do we have the confidence that we are saved, that we can say that we are saved? Are we, let, or, are we letting the doubt go through our minds? Do we truly put our faith in Jesus? Yep. Yes. Amen. That's the way we need to be. We need to know, put our faith in Jesus knowing that we are saved. Yes. This confidence that we possess is not something that just dwells in us. It's Jesus that dwells in us, and He will give us the confidence. He will give us the boldness. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's walking with you every step of the way. Like the poem, The Footprints, as he, it's an old poem I had it wrote down somewhere, but as He was walking along the sand, there was two footprints, and Jesus was, was with them. And... Then he looked back and there was all said in one footprints. And he asked Jesus, where was you? Through these tough times. He goes, those footprints you see is I was carrying you through those trials. And that's the way Jesus is with us. Just because it seems like that whatever the tough time may be, he's right there. He's carrying us through. He's going to get us through to the end. Amen. The activity of God in us, around us, and for us also makes that confidence real. You know God's working in your life because of the certain things that's going on. And the activities that are going on. When people come up to you and say that, that I've been watching you and I want what you have. or I see that there's something different. I, I see how you react on certain issues if you might be going through a bad time at work or you have an atheist boss, whatever the case may be, and he treats you like dirt, it's how, how people see it, how you're reacting to that is how people's going to see. We're an open glass house. When me and my wife got married, my aunt gone to be with the Lord, and we were already in the ministry, she told her, he goes, people are going to look at you different. They're going to judge you because, you because you're a pastor's wife. And they're going to look at you in a glass house. And, that, and it's Christian. That's just not for pastors and their wives. That's for everybody. Because we are living in a glass house and people will watch us. And they'll throw rocks. That's right. <laughs> and you know, glass houses break. Our confidence in Him is precious, powerful, and real. It's so precious that we know that Jesus is with us each and every step that we take. And God is so powerful 
that we have the power in us to overcome temptation. We have the power to lay hands on people and know that they're going to be healed. Amen. We have the power to cast out demons. There's so much power in us because of God give it to us. Yes, and Jesus said greater things that you will do than I do. Yes. And he raised the dead. I can't wait for that day. I actually work in a hospital and I'm waiting for the day and I know it's going to come that people that come in the wheelchair, they're going to be healed before they get to the appointment. And that people, the presence of God's going to be so powerful when I walk walk in there that people are going to be getting out of those hospital rooms and healed. Why? Because of the power of God. Nothing that I do, but it's going to be because of the power of God. And I'm waiting for that day and I know it's going to happen. God has a huge, huge investment in us. He wants us to make disciples. He wants us to grow spiritually. He wants us to spread the word and spread the gospel. That's what he's invested in us. And he, and he wants us to continue to carry that on. As my pastor says, sheep produce the sheep. And we are all the sheep. And we're here to produce more sheep. To bring into the family of God. Amen. And we all know that God, what God did for us the day that He saved us. He might have brought us out of drinking. He might have stopped us from committing suicide. I've heard these stories before. He brought us out of a life that we once were in. That wasn't acceptable to Christ. Wasn't acceptable to God. But we know that He's going to continue to work in our lives. And, and we should rejoice the day that He saved us. Yes. Because we know we're not there anymore. Yes. And we know we're continuing to keep growing because it's a never-ending process. We're going to continue to keep growing. And it just doesn't stop with the day that we get saved. But what about that before that day? Have we ever looked after we become saved where we were at? We deserved to go to the fire. That's right, we did. But thank God for His grace, amen. And good thing I'm not going to the fire. Amen. It's by His grace that kept us. The thing is, what, what do we think about when we think about grace? Grace is an undeserved gift that we did not deserve. My grandpa, everybody asked him one time, "Are you glad that you didn't? Are, are you glad you got what you deserve?" He goes, "No, I'm I'm glad I didn't get what I deserved, because what I deserve is to go to hell." He says, "I'm glad I didn't," and that's the way we should be. We glad we didn't get what we deserved, because if we got what we deserved, we'd be in the fire pits of hell. But thank God for His grace. Amen. Glory to God. God loved us before we even existed. He knew that what we were going to be. He loved us. He, he knew us before we were formed in the mother's womb in Jeremiah. He says that. 
He knew that. Yes. And he, prefer, he preordained us. He knew what we were going to be. He, knew, he knows the path that we're supposed to take. I'll admit, sometimes we get, we get off that path and go certain ways that, we don't, that we're not supposed to. But that's why He gives us the Holy Spirit to kind of nudge us. Hey, get back on path. Yes. Nobody said or walk with Him and it's going to be easy. Yes. And He also knew our salvation long before we realized it. He knew that he knows who's going to accept Christ. But he also is letting you have the free will to choose. He's not surprised about any of us, what we're doing. He's, he's not up there at heaven looking down saying, No, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> he already knew that person was going to do that before they did it. Yes. So he, he's not surprised. God chose us in Christ before the world ever began. And that's uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Also, Ephesians 2.10 is a good verse. Okay. We'll just... Amen. And then Ephesians 1, 5 and 6 says, Having predestined, predestined us unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the pleasure of his will, to the praise of the, of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath beloved, he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. So God chose us. He knew us before we were formed. Amen. And God, God prepared a Savior before us, before the world was formed. And that's in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 20. It says, For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tra tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily foreordained before the foundation of the world was manifest in these last times for you. So, he preordained everything before everything was formed. God finished our salvation before we were born on the cross. And all that Jesus accomplished. He performed everything for us. And if we look at John 19.30, it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. When Jesus said those last words, It is finished. His work on here on earth was done. He done what he... He was here to accomplish to do. For he gave his life on, on the cross for us. And his work was finished down here. And if anybody takes notes, there's another one. It's Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 
and 6. But when Jesus finished that work on the cross, that's when means that was when our work began. When he met with them in the upper room and gave up the he gave him the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's when our work began. That we are, are to be out there with the boldness to speak for Christ. For we all probably know somebody who hasn't saved or hasn't accepted Christ right now. But it's our job to out there spread the gospel. And I'll admit, not everybody's going to want to hear what we have to say. Right. But at least you've done your job. At least we've done our work by telling them. Then the blood is off our, in our hands. But you've planted the seed, amen. amen. And God draw, draws us to Himself as He gave us faith to believe in Jesus Christ by faith. Ephesians 2 8 9. For, grace, for by grace you are saved through faith, if not of yourself, that any man should boast, not of works, but that any man should boast. It's through your faith in Christ. Nothing that we can do, not our, not our works or anything, but faith in Christ and Jesus on the cross. Amen? And God saved us eternally that we called on Jesus by faith. Romans 10, 9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart, thou shalt be saved. Yes. We must confess. Meaning we speak in it. Telling people about what Jesus died for us. Because it's the Holy Spirit that's bringing it to you that you are confessing why. So God has made a huge investment in our salvation and He did not, and he did not do what He did in vain. He did it because He loves us. He loves each and every one of us. So he, when He died for us on the cross, it wasn't in vain. He, he died for us out of love. How many of us can actually say that, that we would give our life for somebody? I'll admit it. I, I can't actually honestly say that right now. Yes, I'd give my life for my wife and kids. But I can't actually honestly say that I'm at to that point where Jesus is. And, and to be honest, probably, probably none of us all are at that point yet. But Jesus loved us enough that he, he wants to spend eternity with us. And he did it to save our souls. This is just a body. We're going to get new bodies, amen. amen. My aunt used to say all the time, when she was like, I wonder when I get to heaven if I'll be skinny. Because <laughs> said we were going to get new bodies, so... God knows. We're going to be like Him when we see Him in the air. Amen? Just as He was. And I cannot see Him ever working out, walking out on us. In fact, He promises not to. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We have that promise. That should, we should just be shouting for that because we know that He's not going to leave us. We know that He's always going to be right there walking with us every step of the way. He's always there. And Paul says that the same God who began this good work in us will perform it to completion. Amen. What he has started, he will bring it and he will finish it. Amen. Amen. 
I am glad he is not finished with me yet. He's not finished with me yet. He's not finished with you yet. He's not finished with you yet. Or you. He's still got work for us to do. And he's not done with us yet. When we're done, we'll be up there. Amen? But until then, we got, he's got his work for us to do down here. And he's going to continue to bring it to completion that we will do it. And we can consider that we are a work in progress, right? We are a work in progress. Sometimes he's going to bring us through a situation that we don't want to go through. And he's going to... And we're going to be probably, sometimes we're going to be dragging our feet, kicking and screaming and saying, no, God, I don't want to go. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm tired of getting behind the woodshed. As Papa always used to take you behind the woodshed. Well, sometimes God will take us behind the woodshed. And that's never any fun. But it's for a reason. It's because we, we needed to, to have that correction. He will continue the work he has begun in us until the end when we are perfected and to be home with him. Amen. Amen. So as long as we're here, here, he's continuing that work in us. Until that day when we hear those good words at the pearly gates, it says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And those will be good words to hear. Amen. Amen. And God did not save a single saint to lose them along the way. God didn't just save us to Leave us right there and, and not worry about for us to come to continue to go. God saved us to bring us home, to be with Him. Not one person will be lost that He's that has accepted Him. Amen. Amen. He saved us by His grace and He saved us for eternity. Just like the it's, God says he, he holds us in the palm of our hand. He's not going to let go. No, nothing can take us out of His hand. And we can base that wonderful promise guarantee on His precious promise. John 3.16 says, Of the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Eternal life. Yes. It's a precious promise. It's a promise that we have a guarantee on. You know, there's so many promises in God's Word that probably some of us never even really look up. But that's the one main promise that we guarantee that we can have. I did a sermon one time on John 3.16 called ABC Saved. Because you know, you need to admit that you're a sinner. You need to believe on Jesus Christ. And then you need to confess Him with your mouth. It is not by works that we are saved. Because our works do not keep us. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that we've done to be able to continue our walk of works. It's by believing on Jesus Christ. And we are saved by grace, we are kept by grace, and we are secured by grace. It's through the grace that we are saved, because it wasn't our works, and it's His grace that keeps us. 
and it's His grace that secured us. Now, we could have greasy grace, meaning that, which is not good, because meaning we keep on sinning. We just continue to keep on sinning and sinning and thinking that it's okay. Well, that's not the case. That's, and the th- sad thing is that's being preached out there. Yeah. It truly is being preached out there. But that's not the way grace works. It's grace is the reason why we're saved doesn't mean we keep in keep in on in sin beginning to end is all grace and we need to understand that God saved us with the intentions of using us God saved us for you to be used he didn't save us to be pew warmers or bench side Christians or to be able to ride the fence he saved us so that he could use us for his work and for his glory We are to be used for His pleasure. Amen? Amen. We are all headed somewhere. Yes, we're all headed somewhere. To heaven. That's right. And not going to the fire. That's right. We're all headed to heaven if we accepted Christ. And God saved us for a reason. He saved us for a reason to do His work. It might be saving a family member to bring them to Christ. It might be doing children's ministry. And I give kudos to all those people who are in the children's ministry. Me and my wife did it for a year. Yeah, you got to have more patience than I do. But whatever the case, God's called you to do something. And you're here for that reason. And He has a plan for each of, each of us. For Romans 8.28 says, For we know all things work to the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Amen. For we love God and we are called according to His purpose. Amen. It's going to be what God's called us to do. So God saved us to make us like Jesus. We are supposed to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the thing. We're not going to be there 100%. But they should see Christ in you. Mm-hmm. They should see the love in you for towards others. Amen? Amen. Love others. He will keep working on each one of us until He perfects it in us. Yeah. There will be certain things in our life where there's the rough edge on us that God's saying and on that we might not like until it's perfected in us. And then again, of course, he'll work on the next thing until we are perfect in Jesus Christ, which that's when we really get to heaven. If you ever know, know anybody that thinks that they, that are Christians been, what, let's say 30 or 40 years and think they have it all down, I guarantee you they don't. Because we will never know the whole entire word until we get to be up there with him. And even then, we're still going to be learning. And every time you read, you get something different. Yes, that's true. He did not start his work to fail us. He did not start his work in us to, for us to fail. He started so that we can continue to keep going on. For God, God did not give up on you guys, or me, or anybody. So we should never give up on Him. Amen? Amen. 
and he started to work on us so we could see the finished pro products and we're as a wonderful day. We will see that's the finished product when we get to heaven. And I'm so glad that he has a plan for me. I don't know about you guys, but I know I am. And I, and I know he's got a plan for all you guys. Yep. And that plan's going come to come to pass because God said so. And if it were up to, all up to me, I would have lost it long ago and threw in the towel. If it wasn't for God, I would have thrown in the towel. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I'd probably be laying in a ditch somewhere. Satan's tried to take me out before. I know it. There's times I wonder how am I even standing. But it's by God's grace and the plan that he has for me. And if you're mad at the devil, just say, devil scram. Amen, that's right. But my salvation belongs to him. And he started it. And he maintains it, and he will finish it for his glory. Same thing with all of us. That's where our salvation is, is in Jesus. Yep. And now being saved is not a license to sin. Just because we are saved, that doesn't give us the right to, to continue in a sin. We're saved so we can, can be without the sin. And when we do mess up, like I said, because we will mess up, that we can have the right to repent that we can repent and turn from the sins. Repent means do a 180, not a 360, because if you do a 360, you're going right back to it. And ask God and His Son, Jesus, to forgive you. Amen. And they do. Amen, that's right. Now, we can, we can go around doing as we please, knowing we have salvation, because God gives us the free will of choice. But that doesn't mean we're going to be saved. We have to follow God's plans for us. If we ever get off of God's plan that he has for us, that doesn't, our life will be in shambles. When we get off the will of God for what he has, we're going to be miserable in our life. Believe me, I've done it. And, and, and it's terrible. But once you get back into that God's plan and will for your life, it's all, everything falls back into place. Things start going a little better for you. So we, we must stay on the God's plan and path for our lives. And, and we have to heed to instructions. It's important that we stay on track. Doing what God's called us to do. And he will guide us as we walk on this earth. He, if we listen to the Holy Spirit, he will lead us to where we need to go. And he will convict us when we, when we sin and do not listen to what, what he says. Paul tells us that we need to continue to that work on us. Until that day of Jesus Christ. Since Jesus Christ ain't here on earth right now, we, we still got to do the work until Christ returns. That phrase is so, so full of hope. Meaning knowing that Jesus is coming back again. Meaning we can, the hope means expecting. And there's coming a day when the saints of God will leave this world with all sorrow and hardships 
gone. There'll be coming a day when he's coming to get us. And the thing is, we, we need to ask ourselves, are we ready for that day to happen? And there are two ways this could happen. It could happen through the rapture, or it could happen through the death. I'm praying for the rapture. Amen. 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 And Jesus already conquered the death for us through his own death and resurrection. Just because we have died physically doesn't mean we've died spiritually. Just our physical body won't be here and we'll be up in heaven with the new body. Our old selves stay here. That's right. Now, what the child of God calls death is merely a doorway into the presence of God. And regardless of how you leave this world, if you're saved, you're a winner. Either way, we're saved. Take great comfort in that, though. When we leave this world, we'll be up in heaven. And that should be a good comfort to us, knowing that where we're going. And then we can take great comfort in that truth. When we leave this world behind, we'll enter into heaven and be changed. Yes. Just like I said before, we'll get that new body. Our old body will be left here. No more sorrow, no more tears, no more pain. And the flesh with all its appetites and lusts will be left behind forever. We won't have any of the things that we, the lust still fights over us, things we used to enjoy. And we will be changed into his image, amen. Won't that be glory? glory. And what a day will that will be when we receive that perfect glorified body. We'll have that glorified body and be just like Jesus when we get to heaven. I but else, yes, we'll have perfect eyesight. That's right. Another truth that we can take comfort in: not only will we be with Him, like Him, but we we'll, we will be with Him. We we thank God for giving us salvation. Because it's the reason why we do have save out. salvation is because of God. And we could take comfort in that fact. And we know that our, we'll have a far better life in Jesus. Amen? Amen? Because as we lived in the world, we were thinking that things were so much better. But in reality, we still had that missing void. And I thank God He's still working on each one of us until we get to heaven. And He will continue that work on us each and every single day. One of His children will be home someday with Him in heaven. And someday God will finish that work in us. And I've never, and I've never been satisfied with myself because I, I know... I'm not perfect, and I'm my own worst critic, as we are all probably our own worst critics. But I'm grateful to God that I am not the man I used to be. I'm grateful that God has changed me into the man I'm becoming. And I will be satisfied with me when he has completed his work in me.